Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Relentless Daring, live on Podbean. Uh, if you're not checking out live, I don't know what you're doing, but you should probably be here listening. Um, again, as usual, we are dedicated to the relentless daring pursuit of truth, justice, and American jackassery. And I do not know what's going on with my mic tonight. It is coming in just absolutely hot and blowing my eardrums out, so I'm sure it's uh, not helping yours any at all. So... My apologies up front for the uh, audio doing what's doing. Uh, I see that Kim is already hanging out in the uh, chat room here. What's up, Kim? So, the uh, news has been absolutely blowing up with all kinds of stuff. Be fake news, exaggeration, accusations of shenanigans and uh, earlier this week uh, Donald Trump was on Fox News on Sean Hannity's show talking about he has a hunch that uh, you know these numbers that we're seeing from the World Health Organization they're, they're fake numbers and that you know in time we will see that these uh these mortality rates, they're not exactly what we're being led to believe by the media freaking out. Which in turn caused the media to freak out because, oh my God, did you see, see what Donald Trump said? It's irresponsible. But it turns out that, um, according to the New England Journal of Medicine, Donald Trump was eh, pretty much 100% right. Um, what's not being reported by a lot of the media is that last Friday, a week ago yesterday, the New England Journal of Medicine released a paper an opinion piece written by a doctor who studies epidemiology that basically said just that. We have a certain set of numbers, and based on the available data, this is people who are being tested, who are coming in to the hospital, who are being hospitalized for it, people who are being quarantined for it. The people who have died from, well, they've developed a pneumonia-like illness. Um, let's test and see uh, what caused their death. And, oh, it turns out that 
you know, a week ago when they died, we got the results back. They had coronavirus. But we have such a small sample, it's throwing off the numbers. Whereas, as Donald Trump had postulated, I know it's like a $5 word. Who would have thought I'd had something like that floating around my brain? You know, Donald Trump, um, he postulated that, you know, there's a bunch of people who might not even know they're sick, might not even be that sick, just think, eh, I've got the mild flu. And so they're not going to the doctor, they're staying, and so they're going about their lives as normal. And yes, they are spreading it around, but I didn't know grunts could use big words. Thanks, Steve. You make me feel so much better about myself. No, you look like an idiot. But, um, you caused my train of thought to derail, you son of a... But there's a larger sample size that's not being tested because these are people who, eh, maybe I'm not that sick, whatever. And as confirmed by New England Journal of Medicine, who said the exact same thing, only more sciencey. Kim wants to know if I stayed at Holiday Inn Express. No, but I wish I did because then maybe I would sleep better because I wouldn't have kids keeping me up all night. But um, but the media is freaking out. One of my favorite people in all of media. Mr. Brian Stelter, do not call him a pansy on Twitter. Do not do it. He will bring the ban hammer if you call him a pansy on Twitter because pansy is such an offensive word. No, you look like an idiot. Exactly. But I, he, he tweeted that he was horrified that he would have to Type the words that Donald Trump spoke about. Oh my God. He's calling their numbers fake. Oh, what, what do we do? And this is, some people call it Trump derangement syndrome. It could be. I call it fake outrage addiction. If And if you haven't read... Or listen to the audiobook of Addicted Outrage by Glenn Beck. Great book. Um, it's one of those things where you 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 want the rage clicks. You want the you want to get people on your side in your silo, jumping on the bandwagon. Oh my God! I can't believe he said or did that. Oh oh, I, I'm I'm angry, and then by Clicking the like button, you get that little, you get the little dopamine fix. It's like, ah, okay, got some dopamine going because I just, I just hate retweeted that horrible thing about Donald Trump. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying I haven't responded in kind to someone from the other side. Or even someone from my side who's making a bad argument and they're just thinking that they're scoring some sort of points with the never Trump crowd on the political right. Where it's like, you know, 
you know that's not true, so why are you saying it? You know it's so easily disproven. Why are you going there? Um, and it's something that has always bothered me. I, I don't know why people choose to do that. I mean, I, I understand if you have facts that can run counter to a narrative and you want to put those facts out there. That's great. That's all part of having the debate. The problem lies when you don't have facts, you're running on all emotion. And I know, I know emotion cells and facts just kind of sit there. And there are people who would rather be emotional and they they get their jollies with being being outraged it's it's something i don't understand because i don't like being mad me being mad is a horrible thing i'm not bruce banner where you know you don't make me angry you wouldn't like me when i'm angry but i just don't like the elevated heart rate i don't like the the clouded judgment i just don't like being angry and I'm a person who gets angry easily. So you see where where that lies with me and the problem that it's so easy to get. Facts don't care about your feelings. Best statement ever. Yes, uh, I believe that's Mr. Ben Shapiro was saying that. And it's true. Facts don't care about feelings. And if the facts piss you off, the facts piss you off. If the facts validate you, the facts validate you. That's just how it is. Uh, What's the old adage? Let the chips fall where they may. That's what facts are. Uh, I remember when I first started doing this podcast, I was going to uh, tell the Uber. Oh, Eduardo was wanting to call in. Unfortunately, I have jacked up audio on my computer, so I cannot take calls for anyone who's trying to use the uh, trying to use this on the app and you know, listen. I really wish I really wish I could take calls. I think it make them much more entertaining. But Eduardo, please feel free to uh, throw it into the uh, chat box. I will read what pops up. So. Within reason, if you're dropping a lot of F-bombs and stuff, I try to keep my show PG-13. So, like I said, if you have something to say that's cool, just remember, I do read it live. And I don't have bleeping technology on any of my uh, software to go through and bleep out in post-production. Because, truth be told, I won't be able to find it. But, um... Anyways, I hate being angry about stuff. And so when I was going through, I was going to do this big angry rant about the uh, the Killdozer uh, several months ago. And as I was doing my research into Killdozer, ah, Mr. Letterkenny is back. Woo! A. Glad to have you back. That's the... Uh, Host of the Random Couple Show. You're going to have to tell me your name again because I am absolutely horrible with names. Unfortunately, this is Glenn. 
Ah, yes, with two ends, like Mr. Glenn Beck. That will be makes it easier to remember. A man who believes in extra consonants. I love it. Hello, all good. I'm lucky. Your name is in the podcast name. Yeah, I, I suppose. But, yeah. Yep. My brain just completely crashed there. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. The joys of live radio slash internet shows. Sometimes the host just just stops because the brain quits working. Anyways, I was... <laughs> yeah, you're... He apologized. He says sorry. So, it's all good. But anyways, uh, several months ago, I was going to do a huge rant about the Killdozer and about how it, this has become a uh, a touchstone for libertarians because he was reach he was fighting back against a corrupt government blah 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 and as I started doing the research on it I go huh the facts are not congruent with the story that I had learned. The story I had learned was that this guy was just, he was on the receiving end of all this bureaucratic hate from the city who was uh, tied up in uh, some cronyism with a local uh, cement plant and it caused his muffler shop to have to get shut down. And it turns out the dude was just an ass and he was doing everything in his power not to work within the system to make sure his stuff was good to go, but he would just put it, put stuff off. He would threaten people and he was very unstable. And so then when the city finally had to shut his stuff down, um, he didn't just randomly, I'm going to weld some armor onto this bulldozer and go crash into stuff. He thought about it very hard, and he put probably about three weeks worth of effort into building this bulldozer and putting using a security camera so he could see where he was going ahead and behind him. It was this was completely premeditated. It was no he snapped and just went crazy because of this. He was looking forward to doing it for a while, and now that I've gone off on you know. Again, thank you for using the the facts don't care about feelings because that's a great way to show that, you know, even even when we think we know something, if you actually go in and do some more research, turns out you're not right. It is perfectly possible to be on the wrong side of history and you don't realize it until you actually look into it. Um... Like, everyone likes to talk about how uh, uh, Chamberlain was this Nazi appeaser because, oh my God, he he gave up uh, Czechoslovakia to the Nazis. And he called it peace in our time. Well, yes and no. He did give up Czechoslovakia, but it also slowed Hitler's plans down by two years. Now, and what happened in that two years? Well, 
Neville Chamberlain went back to Britain, who had a war machine that was devastated by Woodrow Wilson. That wonderful, evil bastard of the early American 1900s, Woodrow Wilson, who at the end of World War I had Navy sink or had the British Navy sink half its ships, dismantled its war fighting powers because we're the United States and we are going to be the hegemony against aggressions from Europe from here on out. And so, Britain had an air force made up of some leftover sop with camels. And so, through Chamberlain making the deal that he did, and does not get any credit for, he was able to uh, buy time for Britain to spin up its war machines and start making building boats, start building tanks, start building new airplanes that could fight against the German aircraft. And so, yeah, again, facts trumping the trumping the story that Neville Chamberlain was just a dirty Nazi butt kisser. So, fun times. I'm going to take a quick break. Be right back. All right, so getting back into things, um, talking about facts, overwhelming feelings, and all that. Uh, and again, everyone wanting to have the whole "I want to be pissed off about X, Y, and Z." Well, uh, the ape. This is an article I'm reading in the Hill that broke uh, a little over an hour ago. Apparently. This is the headline. Trump administration overrode CDC recommendation that elderly at-risk populations not fly. Source, AP. Oh, well, that's interesting. This is where it gets crazy. So, reading from the article. The White House this week batted down a recommendation from health officials that elderly people and those who are, quote, physically fragile, end quote, not fly on commercial airplanes, an unnamed official with direct knowledge of the situation told the Associated Press. Now, I saw this on Twitter, and I was like, huh. And I looked at who shared it. It was the press secretary for Vice President Pence, who also has direct knowledge of what's going on, who flat out categorically said this is not true anyways back to the article the AP reported the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention CDC submitted a plan this week with the recommendation as a way to control the spread of the virus however administration officials reportedly ordered that particular that particular provision of the plan be removed according to the federal official again who is the federal official? Is it Bob from Playboy who lost his job because they were cutting back and he's a horrible writer? And, you know, the federal government will hire just about anyone? I don't know. Uh, Scuba Steve says, isn't it funny how it's always an unnamed official or high-level source? I swear to God, 
the AP, New York Times, Washington Post, they're always starting to sound like uh, sound like Alex Jones. I have it from the highest officials that that from the highest sources, the highest official sources, that this is one hundred percent true. Yeah, I had to do the uh, the paper waving because it's it's kind of a thing with the Alex him and uh, him and Rush Limbaugh. They love to shake the papers at the microphones. I don't know why. Is is that like a thing to you know prove a point that this is a legit story because I have the paper right here in front of me? Well, I don't like having paper in front of me because even though. I have all the ink in the world to print. I just don't like printing off all the paper. It's a lot easier to scroll through on your phone, you know? Unfortunately, though, you shake your phone and it doesn't give you the same audio effect. And you really can't, you know, go for theater of the mind when shaking a phone at your mic. Just saying. Uh, back to the article. The Trump administration has since then suggested that those who are most susceptible to the virus not travel. But according to the news source, they have, quote, stopped short of stronger guidance, end quote, laid out by the CDC. Well, again, this is stuff that some of it is possibly being taken out of context from what was actually said. Or... Again, not wanting to cause an all-out panic, the Trump administration says, we would recommend you not do it, but we're not going to stop you. Because, you know, we still want planes to fly. We still want, you know, commerce to be done. But we would, we would recommend that you don't do it without calling for an all-out ban. Because if you remember, just a few weeks ago, when the Trump administration said, hey, we're banning all flights from China, they all freaked out at the racism and the xenophobia that the Trump administration is displaying. Oh my God, how can we have this evil president who won't let people from China fly to America? No, you look like an idiot. Exactly. It's nothing but a waste of time, and it's just doing everything they can to make the president look bad, whether he is or is not doing it at all. Kim says, well, if the AP reports that the fluoride is turning the frogs gay, then you will know the unnamed source. (laughs) Uh, Glenn says he needs the uh, soundbite for the you look like an idiot. Um, Well, I will tell you where you can find that. If you go over to YouTube and look up um, uh, the Angel Initiative, I don't remember the episode number. I have it somewhere buried in my computer. But um, they are having a discussion with the uh, with the trees on the property. And there were some trees that they didn't listen to their advice. And they ended up dying. And one of the... One of the uh, members of the Angel Initiative, uh, the the younger of the two women, she go. That's when she says, "No, you look like an idiot." Because the trees didn't listen and they died. So, uh, 
Again, I don't know what episode number it is, but it's on there. And that's where I got that. Uh, I used, used to have it on here, but it's not anymore. But that's true. Yes, Kim, that's true. That's You may have seen that gif floating around Twitter where you got the, the two ladies in the, the yoga wear. One was waving her hand in the air like she just don't care and just pops up at the bottom of the screen. That's true. I don't have that one. I really need to get it back. All right. Scuba Steve says, it's okay to infringe on liberties of Americans. Didn't you know that? Our oath says, uphold and defend the Constitution unless the government deems it inconvenient to public safety. Absolutely. And and there is a point at which I think the government is justified in stepping in and doing things. However, an illness where we don't necessarily know how bad it is because, face it, we don't have all the tests in the world lying around that we can just throw at everyone who comes down the sniffles and see, do you have coronavirus? We can't test everyone. Um, as New England Journal Medicine pointed out, there could be hundreds of thousands of people wandering, wandering around the country. Yeah, I've got allergies. Oh, I've got I've got a touch of the flu. Man, say, like, oh, this cold's going to kill me. And they actually have the coronavirus, but it's mild enough, or they're asymptomatic, so they're not being treated. So we really don't know. It's and does the government act out of fear and cause a panic or do they make recommendations do they uh try to walk back some of these suggestions from the bureaucracy underneath them because they're trying yes they want people to take it seriously that's why the Trump administration according to this hill article recommended that the elderly and unfirm not travel on commercial airlines because we understand elderly people are more severely affected. And if you have any other underlying health issues aside from old age, we do not want you to get sick and die. However, we're not going to come in like the big nanny state and tell you that you cannot fly because that will cause a panic. Well, oh my God, it it must be bad. They won't let Grandpa Joe fly home. Granny is stuck in Seattle. She can't leave. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? This is the kind of stuff that the government is trying to prevent. They're trying to... They don't want people fighting Mortal Kombat style over the last roll of Charmin at your local grocery store. I live in Missouri. Um, The last I knew, there were five people in my great state who were tested because they were suspected of having coronavirus. All five came back negative. But guess what you can't find at Walmart? You can't find Clorox wipes. Apparently, toilet paper is still good. We're not having uh, any issues like in Seattle where people are 
you know, going to fisticuffs over it. But all the Clorox wipes are gone. Uh, my wife didn't look for Lysol, like the spray, because we could probably use some of that. We've had illness going around our house. It could be coronavirus. You never know. But, um, you know, it is what it is. You know, my wife, she has bronchitis right now. And if you've never seen a woman on steroids that make you go crazy, don't come to my house. Just saying. But, um, but yeah, it's just people are trying to use, use coronavirus to attack Donald Trump because, well, we couldn't impeach him. Darn it. Well, uh, uh, uh the uh, Kavanaugh, he, he appointed a guy who was, you know, credibly accused of doing something nobody really remembers 35 years ago. Well, that really didn't work and even hurt Kavanaugh other than to, you know, make people look at him, you know, side eye. And that's about all they can do because in a, in a situation of his word versus her word, nobody wins because there's no physical evidence to prove or disprove either party's story. That could be a segue that could really cause me to go off the rails, but I'm going to uh, hold off on that one for today. But, yeah, again, the official in question spoke to the AP under anonymity as they were not authorized to speak out about the matter otherwise. Huh. I... Maybe the person speaking to the AP doesn't know Jack Diddley crap about what's going on, and they're just trying to buy some attention. Scuba Steve says, people are running scams. I got a shopping suggestion on Facebook, selling Clorox wipes for twice the price. People are buying it, buying it all, and price gouging online. Be careful, everyone. Absolutely true, or as um. Or some people call it, it's event pricing. Because, hey, you know, it's an event. So we're going to uh, we'll run up the price on this just because I have it and you don't. Do, 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 do. Let's see, Gwen says, I presume your wife loves you, but isn't exactly a relentless daring fan. Or are you going to be in trouble tomorrow? Oh, yes, she does love me. I mean... Today we are celebrating 17 glorious years of marriage and matrimonial bliss. That's another $5 word, Steve. And, yeah, she, she, <laughs> yeah, she's not a fan of relentless daring just because of the fact that she hates politics. And she's usually off in another room watching a Lifetime movie. But, um... Based on how she's not feeling well, I told her you're probably better off to go to bed. Which is really funny because um, her friends are wanting her to go work out with them at the gym in the morning. That could be interesting. And anyways, I said that when I first saw this uh, this story from the Hill, it was from uh, uh, it was from Katie Miller, that's the uh, press secretary for Vice President Pence. I'm running long. I'm going to take a quick break, and I will be right back, and I will get into uh, what she had to say. 
you love what you hear on the Relentless Daring Podcast, do you want to show the world your support for this podcast? This is Tyler from Relentless Daring asking you to go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash relentlessdaring and check out our merchandise there. We have t-shirts, hoodies, hats, coffee cups, travel mugs. Go there, check it out, use it to show the world your love of this podcast. And as always, stay relentless. All right, getting back into it. Um, first of all, I got to say this episode, as is the next 47 or so, are brought to you by Cedar Hill Woodworking out of uh, Copper's Cove, Texas. They're uh, great, great guys down there. Uh, Zach, I was in the military with him. He's an awesome dude. Uh, so he does custom woodworking. He makes uh, dice towers for games like uh, Dungeons and Dragons. He makes uh, little dice caddies you can keep your you know, dice collections in. Uh 3D prints, uh, monster characters that you can use for if you have terrain models. He even does a certain, there are certain terrain models he does. He makes um, uh, racks for putting your model paints in. It's a lot of great stuff. You go check out, uh, go to Etsy.com and search Cedar Hill Woodworking, just all one word. His store will pop up. Uh, check it out. He's a great guy. Uh, glad to have him as a sponsor for the show. Again, he's working on some stuff that will be for the show. And as soon as I get my other, my new merch shop up and running, I'm going to, uh, I will be selling, uh, selling the swag that he makes us on that. So, uh, looking forward to it. That Cedar Hill woodworking out of, uh, Copper's Cove, Texas. Again, thank you, Zach, for, uh, being a sponsor of this show. It's totally awesome. So, Anyways, uh, before I went in my little break there, I was going. Uh, Katie Miller, she's vice president's uh, press secretary. You know, she tweeted out the story, and this is what she tweeted: "This story is complete fiction. It was never a recommendation to the task force. I look forward to Sunday morning host asking our medical professionals about it tomorrow." And which is great if they're willing to you know fight back. Awesome. That I think that's one of the worst things that administration can do is have something like this leveled at them, a charge like this, and then turn around and not respond to it. And the fact that she's coming out and categorically denying it, I it's going to be a it's going to be a hard one to fight back against. But unfortunately. Sometimes they do like to uh, get people in a box and then, or they think they have them in a box. Um, so Vice President Pence was, he was on uh, Chuck Todd's show for NBC and he brought up some of these articles that are quite blatantly just going after Donald Trump and the administration and trying to make them look like the bad guys in all of this. And Chuck Todd, who is perfectly capable of finding out for himself because he's a, quote, journalist, unquote. Um, 
Instead, he just kept badgering, 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 badgering Vice President Pence until, you know, Vice President Pence said, no, there, you know, one of your esteemed colleagues at the New York Times wrote an op-ed article talking about how we should call it the Trump virus. Even though this thing is not a creation of Donald Trump, it's not a creation of the United States, it is not a creation in a lab in China. I'm, I'm going to categorically say it. This is not a man-made, engineered virus. Perhaps they discovered the virus, they were working with the virus, and accidentally, you know, got the virus, you know, contracted it while working with it. Maybe they, you know, had it, you know, on something they brought out of the facility. I don't know. I cannot say for sure how that happened, but I'm going to categorically say, no, Tom Cotton, this is not a bioweapon. Sorry, I hate to hate to wreck your dreams, Senator, but, you know, saying crap like that does not help the situation. It, it just makes it worse. And I get it. China's not our friends. However, we don't want to, uh, we don't need to cast aspersions where aspersions need not be cast. Just saying. But just seeing all of the, using this as an opportunity to hate on the president is just, I ain't gonna lie, it's been driving me crazy. Almost as crazy as, you know, Bernie has to be with the DNC. Or as uh, Tulsi Gabbard has to be with the DNC. Because it's, it's pretty apparent to me, <clears throat> oh, pardon me, that the DNC is going out of its way to protect it, protect itself from Bernie Sanders. Because after South Carolina, Pete Buttigieg drops out. Shortly, short while later, he endorses Joe Biden. Amy Klobuchar drops out endorses Joe Biden. I'm going to go into her in just a couple minutes. Let me rephrase that. I'm going to look at something she said in just a couple minutes. But now, so we're we're down to three candidates. You know, you have Joe Biden, you have Bernie Sanders, and you have Tulsi Gabbard. Now, at this point, Tulsi Gabbard does not have a snowball's chance in hell of doing anything. However, the DNC is still going out of their way to screw her over. Because they want to be a showdown between their two chosen people. Obviously, Mr. I can't remember where I'm at and Mr. I remember the good old days of gulags. So, uh, this is a free Beacon article I'm reading from. DNC changes debate rules to exclude the only woman in the race. This is an article from yesterday evening. The Democratic National Committee has changed its presidential debate qualifications to exclude Representative Tulsi Gabbard, Democrat Hawaii. (laughs) Scuba Steve says, I'm Joe Biden and I... Forgot this, 
Yeah, you know the thing. Uh, anyways, Tulsa Gabbard, Democrat Hawaii, the only remaining female and minority candidate in the race. Although I'm pretty sure with Senator Sanders being Jewish, you could include him as a minority, but I digress. Under the newly announced rules for the March 15 CNN Univision debate, candidates must have at least 20% of the awarded pledged delegates in order to qualify. In every debate since February's Iowa caucus, any candidate who received even a single delegate automatically qualified for the debate. Uh, yeah, Kim says, didn't Focahontas show her support for Biden? Yes, I didn't go into the rash of quitters after Super Tuesday, which, you know, um, dude, dude, uh, wow, my brain's not working. Lord help me. Um, you know, Focahontas and obviously she dropped out. Uh, Scuba Steve says he doesn't believe she's endorsed anyone yet. I don't think she has yet. And obviously, uh, Mike Bloomberg has dropped out. I don't think he's endorsed anyone yet either because he's too busy being sad that, you know, he could have given Americans a million dollars each and still not got one more than, what, two delegates from Samoa? I that was an excellent, excellent expose in how not to do math because three hundred thirty million people would not would not get a million dollars each if you know he spent five hundred million dollars. People are dumb. Oh, <laughs> Scuba Steve says he got five five delegates from the wonderful, wonderful territory of the American Samoa. But anyways, you must have at least 20% of awarded pledged delegates in order to qualify in every debate. Gabbard won two delegates on Super Tuesday by placing second in her native American Samoa. She is... I don't know who does the research on this, but I don't believe she's native American Samoan. I believe she is American Samoan, but from Hawaii. Maybe I'm... That's what I've always understood. Do also he... Kim says also he is unhappy because he can't protect us from the evil big gulps. No, no, he can't. 7-Eleven will kill us all. Which, if it's a big gulp Slurpee from 7-Eleven killing me, I will just lay there and take it because I love a Slurpee. But, you know, so basically, the the DNC has to say, you know, we really don't care if she has anything to say. Yes, ringing bells, I know. Uh, long-time listeners of the uh, Doc Thompson show from either the Morning Blaze on The Blaze, oddly enough, or when he was still with uh, Mojo... 5-0 before he, his tragic passing last year. Anytime there was an innuendo or anything that be possibly construed as an innuendo, there was a bell ringing 
just to let you know it was there. You do. Kim Kim says, me too. I have all the fish bowls from 7-Eleven during the Shark Week special. Nice. So the DNC is going out of its way to push out a third candidate who, truth be told, she's not viable. I mean, yeah, she appeals to a lot of uh, a lot of the moderates, the independents that, well, she's against these things, she's for these things, she kind of meets me in the middle where I'm at. There's a lot of appeal. There's appeal to conservatives, even though she's about as conservative as, I don't know, Barack Obama. But, you know, she does have that appeal, even though her policies are the farthest thing from the political right. Um, But I think she was horribly damaged when uh, it was insinuated that she was a Russian asset by Hillary Clinton. Uh, The fact that, you know, she's just she's just too outspoken. Honestly, I think of all the people who were on the uh, on, who would be on that debate stage. She would be the the least uh, the least bit of being an ideologue. Because I think she would be more than willing to compromise on X, Y, and Z. However, there are things that she would fight for that are obviously not conservative. And, but I think she'd be more, would probably, as an administrator, be more to the middle than obviously Joe Biden, who, when he was selected to be the vice president uh, for vice presidential nominee, and be on the tick with Barack Obama, he was the most progressive person in the Senate. But now, he's a moderate, even though that's how much that's how much it has shifted in the last well, almost twelve years. You shoot in the last four years. You know, four years ago, you could be in the Senate and or you could be a Democrat and, you know, be somewhat tolerable. But now you have to be uh, pro-abortion, not even pro-choice. You have to be pro-abortion if you want to be a Democrat. You have to hold incredibly left status positions in order to be in that party. And so... That's why I think Tulsi would not do would not get very far because I think she'd be more willing to moderate than the other two. Um, you have you know Joe Biden, the consummate politician, and Bernie, the incredibly incredibly indoctrinated ideologue. And you know, as far as things being um, set up to. Uh, already set up in advance. Amy Klobuchar had a, uh, she had a Freudian slip. It's a, an article from this afternoon. It's uh, from Daily Caller. Headline, Amy Klobuchar verbal slip raises questions about the reason she rallied behind Biden.
Minnesota Democratic Senator Amy Klobuchar appeared to let a very large cat cat out of the bag during a stump speech for Vice President Joe Biden. Klobuchar, who was rallying for Biden in Grand Rapids, Michigan, Saturday, appeared to admit that she would be Biden's choice for Vice President. This is a, uh, from Amanda Golden, a tweet from her. Bit of a Freudian slip. While stumbling for Joe Biden just now in Grand Rapids, Michigan, Amy Klobuchar says she, quote, couldn't think of a better way to end my candidacy than to join the ticket. Two big applause. She quickly corrected to say, join the terrific campaign of Joe Biden. End quote. Now, if she was offered a position as the VP candidate, it would could possibly be illegal because uh, this point out and something else that happened with something he potentially told Mayor Pete that was leaked is that if he's promising positions in order, you know, to get someone to endorse them, maybe yeah, you don't have to endorse him. If you drop out of the race, you know, I'll make this happen. You know, I'll, you know, you can have this ambassadorship. You can uh, have this cabinet position. Turns out that's kind of illegal, but I just think it's, it's kind of interesting that, you know, you don't let, you don't have something slip like that when you use the word, phrase on the ticket. Maybe she just kind of screwed up and said something that, you know, she was hoping for, but wasn't going to get. I don't know. But uh, Klobuchar, whose immense popularity in her home state may have delivered Minnesota for Biden on Super Tuesday, has been stumping for the former vice president across the Midwest and may already be on the short list for the VP nod. Uh, spoke to Packed House on Saturday in Grand Rapids. And there's just a lot of tweets from different people with her, uh, you know, doing her uh, stumping for Trump in Michigan, or stumping for Trump, stumping for Biden in Michigan. Oh my gosh, don't talk about her having a Freudian slip. Oh my goodness, I'm just have her campaigning for the enemy. That that ain't going to look good for me. Ain't going to look good for her. That's for damn sure. She goes out there. I'm Amy Klobuchar, and I support Donald Trump in a blizzard. Yeah, how many times did she use that stupid in a blizzard joke? Biden made her an offer he probably won't remember. Yeah, that's hilarious. He probably probably didn't probably won't remember it. He's going he's going to get the nod in July and he's going to announce his uh his VP pick is probably be his sister and you know, grab a hold of his wife by mistake again. And I hate to see if if Joe Biden has dementia. I would not wish that on him. I would not wish that for his family. I'm going to say that right now. Uh, I think the most grace. Say that with the Godfather voice. And you have comedy gold. Oh, I wish I had the uh, had the Godfather music. Uh, Biden made her an offer. He probably won't remember. I know that sounded on my end. Hopefully it sounded better on your end. But as I, said, I hope 
do not wish any sort of a mental strain. Uh, there was someone who was being very defensive of Joe Biden on the Twitters, talking about how 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 dare you say that he's he has some sort of disability. That's 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 very ableist language of you. Which, oh my gosh, ableist language. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But I'm not going to go there right now because I have only have a few minutes left before I have to do my outro. So Kim says, I feel really bad for him and his family should not should have stopped him from running. I agree. And giving Joe Biden all the grace that I can. <coughs> pardon me. It's. I will say that I don't. If he does not have dementia, I know several years ago he had a brain aneurysm, and it was a part of the brain that affects um, word recall and his speech patterns. Sometimes I think I have the same issue with the the word recall, but and so from that aneurysm, a little bubble in the blood vessel. Swelling, it could have caused damage to those areas of the brain that really, really affects how you speak. You're uh, being able to draw on well-known, on common used words, and even some not-so-common words. I mean, it's possible, and that he's just, you know, going to, that's just going to be something he has to deal with for now until you know the end of his life and again if you can't speak clearly because you had a medical issue that affects that just like if he has dementia should he be running uh from what i understand it's also not the first time he's had an aneurysm in his brain that he's had to have dealt with so i I don't know i wish only the best of health for Joe Biden. I don't want him to win. I'm I'm not saying that. But, you know, I don't wish any sort of uh, medical issues to be upon him. I don't wish anything bad to happen to Bernie Sanders. Because, you know, he only had a heart attack just a few short months ago. So, we have two old guys going against another old guy. Two of which could have some major health issues. This is... This is the DNC at its absolute most mediocre, call it that. And you know what? I'm going to call this a show tonight. Again, everyone who tuned in and was listening live, thank you so very much for jumping in. It's awesome. Glad to have you here. Steve, Kim, glad you're here every week. And Glenn is no longer here, but... Shout out to you over there at uh, the Random Couple Show, my uh, my new Canadian friend, eh? But um, again, if you're listening to this show on demand, say you're downloading on the podcast, you always go to www.relentlessdaring.com. There, you can stream all the back episodes of the show, listen on demand. You can link over to the merch shop. 
There's a new one coming soon. I swear, I promise. I'm working on some stuff for it. But as soon as it goes live, I will tweet it out. I will let you all know. Um, you can link over to Patreon, become a patron over there, and support the show today. Please. All the help I can get is be lovely. And also, I'm, I'm trying to trying to get started doing some exclusive content for uh, for my Patreon patrons. So I want to do that. That way, something special for y'all who are you know, contributing and you know helping to be a, a producer, a funder of the show. So please go to patreon.com and sign up today. If you're wanting to follow me on the social media, I am fairly responsive. I do have a job. It slows me down sometimes, but say la vie, say la vie. You can always go to go to Twitter. You can find me at Real Tyler Morgan or at Daring Podcast. Um on the Facebooks, uh, Facebook.com slash Relentless Daring is the uh is the page there. And I'm not on that so much these days anymore, but yeah, you know, I, I still do we'll still uh, announce things on it. You know, let's let's you know when the new episodes are posted on the. Uh... And Kim says she will be back on Twitter after Easter because she took, she decided that she was going to go, go extra Catholicy on us, and she was going to give up Twitter for Lent. Good job, you are a better person than I am. Um, again, thank you all for coming and joining the show. Um, also might have some other stuff in the works, uh, coming up around, uh, Memorial Day. Hopefully I can, <laughs> not really, LOL. That's what Kim says. Apparently she's, she, I guess she's just being standard Catholic-y. I don't know. That's the whole, the whole papacy thing. I don't know how to handle that, but it be what it be. Um, you know, trying to, trying to work out some stuff for, uh, around Memorial Day. We'll see if see if I can get that work worked out and we'll let y'all know when it comes up. Again, thank you all for listening. And as always, stay relentless. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 